And we're really going to get into that tonight, uh, talking about the church. And we are still, we was in, we was in the fourth chapter last week. Uh, we got the first three verses is all we got. And uh, we're, we're going to begin at verse four tonight. Uh, and, uh, and, and go from there. And so you can read your own Bible or you can read what's on the screen, every which you uh, prefer. Paul said there is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hallelujah. How in the world does them Catholic people get three out of that? Hallelujah. Oh, I think I've already mentioned this. Uh, uh, I, think, I think they're about ready to, uh, to drop the three, and they're going to go to four. We've had, we've had a trio all these years, and now we're going to have a quartet. They are thinking about adding Mary to the Godhead. So help me, I heard that on the news. The Catholics are discussing it. Mary, the mother of Jesus, adding her to the Godhead. Well, I hate it for them, but uh, Mary, Mary is in, in her grave. She, she, she's, they, but they teach she resurrected. It's in their Bible uh, that uh, Mary resurrected and was called up in heaven, and they pray to her, so I guess she just wills to be added to them. Hallelujah. But the Bible says there's one, one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord. Everybody say it together. One Lord. One faith. Hallelujah. One baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now he that, uh, he, he that, now that he ascended, I'll get it right in a minute, what is it but that he also descended first and to the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Okay, now we read a few minutes ago that he gave gifts unto men. What are those gifts? It tells you right here. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. How long is this going to last? How long is it going to last? Uh, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. 
The purpose of that is that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying in love. We're going to stop right there. There's no way under God's heaven we can begin to scratch the surface of everything I just read to you. So much involved there. But what I want to title this lesson tonight, The Church as a Multifaceted Mature Body. The Church as a Multifaceted Mature Body. I don't know how you feel about it, but I love the church. I love the church. I thank God for the church. I praise God for the church. The church is important to the Lord. So, so much so that he gave his life for it, the Bible says. The Bible says that he gave his life. He purchased the church. What did he purchase the church with? What's the Bible say? His blood. His blood. His life is blood. Amen. That's how he, he purchased the church. And what we need to understand and what Paul, the, what we're going to have to try to do is to kind of center what, uh, and, uh, what Paul is saying in here. And what Paul is, talk, talk, Paul is talking about two major things in all these scriptures. He's talking about unity and he's talking about oneness. Amen. Unity and oneness. There's only one church. Hallelujah. Now, go figure. You got as many opinions of how come there's so many churches in the world as you got different churches. But there's only one church. One true church. And it's hard for some people to understand and realize they are some so-called churches out there that's, that's, that's not a true church. And people who get involved with these, those type of assemblies that don't preach what this Bible says right here, one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hallelujah. One church. Now it's, but it's multifaceted. I mean, it's got many facets to it. It's got many different functions. Hallelujah. Uh, there's no difference than this building right here, than the building, let's, let's talk about our, in, in our fellowship. The congregation in, in, in Bowling Green where Brother Penrod pastors. FAC, just five miles up the road, Brother Meek. 
Now, there are different assemblies, but they're not different churches. It's all one church. Amen. If the Word of God is preached and the Spirit of the Lord is allowed to have His way, there's two kind of churches I would never be involved in. Hallelujah. I... uh, you know, I, I'm quite a bit older and quite a bit heavier than what I, what I used to be when I was a young man. But, as, uh, you know, I can't I can still run. And if I, if I get into a seminar somewhere where the Word of God is not preached and the Spirit does not move, I'm going to run from it as fast as I can. Hallelujah. Amen. You need it both. Now, there's some, there's some churches you can get good word. But they're dead on the doornail spiritually. Amen. I believe God expects us to have a, 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 a good balance. Hallelujah. Yes, you've got to have the Word, but the Spirit of God has got to be moving too. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you can die if you get one without the other. Hallelujah. We've got to have it, have it both. Glory to God. The Bible says in John 4 and 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in two, two things. What are they? Spirit and truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now let's go down through here, uh, and, um, and we're going to talk about, I want a few things I want to bring out. This verse right here, this should be fundamental for everybody that's here. Everybody that's here tonight, you've been around this thing long enough. You under, I don't have to get into one Lord, one faith, one baptism. You understand that. Um, so we're going to go down, uh, and we're going to talk about a few other things. Uh, I, want, I want to touch on something right here. It says, now he, now that he, uh, I, I don't know why I keep wanting to put that he first. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended unto the lower parts of the earth? Uh, I want to get a little feedback tonight. Does somebody want to take a stab of what he's talking about there? Is that what he was talking about when he went to get the keys? Yes, sir. That's exactly right. See, here's what a lot of people who don't understand about who Jesus was. He was God, and he was man. He was two parts, God and man. The man part is what died. God didn't die. It's an impossibility for God to die. So the body died, but that spirit left that body. That's why the body died. And while that body was laying in the tomb, the Bible says he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Hallelujah. He went into the depths of hell and uh, glory to God. And see, people want to ask about, well, what about all those Old Testament saints? That's where he took care of. All those people under the Old Testament who was under the law, who lived their lives the best they could until Jesus come, hallelujah, he took care of them preaching the gospel to them. 
Hallelujah. And he came out, taking the keys of death, hell, and the grave away from the devil, came out victorious. He ascended again. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's why I often say, why in the world do you want to mess around with the devil? Why do you want to mess around with somebody that don't even have the keys to his own house? <laughs> Glory to God. Next time that old devil gets a hold of you, hey, uh, uh, Brother Dow, just tell the devil, says, man, you ain't even got the keys to your own house. Jesus took the keys away from your house. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we kind of get excited and, and we make statements that's really, uh, I've, I've done it, and I, I think everybody's done it at one time or another, but sometimes, man, we get to feeling good, we get in the spirit, and we say, bless God, I'm going to go down and I'm going to kick the gates of hell down. You don't have to kick the gates of hell down. If you got Jesus, hallelujah, you got the keys to it. Open the door. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Open, open, open. You get, we got the keys. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what uh, he's talking about here. Then, these gifts he gave, he gave, he, gave, he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. Some pastors and teachers. Okay, this right here is known as the five-fold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I've only, in my lifetime, in my lifetime, I've only known one man who I feel like helped every one of these offices. And that was Brother Carl Engel. He was an apostle because an apostle is those that are sent and gone out and goes about starting churches, building churches, setting them up, just like the Apostle Paul did all over the world. Uh, and, uh, you know, even the UPC wrote an article about Bishop Carl Engel when he passed away. I read that article when I, when I uh, preached his funeral over there at uh, uh, FAC. But in his lifetime, in his ministry, the, the, according to this is what the UPC organization says, they give Brother Engel credit for founding 98 churches in his life. 98 churches. Amen. During his ministry. Man, that's, that's powerful. Hallelujah. He was a prophet. Of course, he was an evangelist. He traveled carrying the gospel. And pastors. One of the biggest problems within the ministry is this, uh, some of them today the Bible tells us to let every man abide in the call wherein he's called. Amen. Let every man abide in the call wherein he's called. When the Lord called me into ministry, I was an evangelist. Spent 20 years evangelizing. God spoke to me before it happened, before I got a phone call from a church. And told me I was going to get that phone call. And it happened. The Lord took us off the evangelistic field and he made a pastor out of me. 
And uh, my first pastor took me for many years to figure out why God did that. <laughs> but it, that, uh, that time I spent in my first pastors was God putting me to school. Hallelujah. So I know what it is when somebody tells you you've been through the school of hard knocks. Hallelujah. I went through the school of hard knocks that first pastor that I had. I learned stuff the hard way. Amen. Glory to God. Some of the things that happened to us then try to, uh, try to happen to us now, I'd be tossing somebody over on the ear. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. But, but, but anyway, I, the Lord made a pastor. Okay. Some people, I'm not calling no names or whatever, everybody... To the, but the word says, let every man abide in the same calling wherein he's called. Uh, some, some men who pastors churches, you, you're lucky to see them preaching at their home church because they're, they're over here doing a revival, over yonder doing a revival, another state doing a revival. I mean, not just one, one or two a year, but I mean all, all the time. As uh, far as I'm concerned, the man needs to find out what God has called him to be, an evangelist or pastor. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, I mean, if God has called me to pastor this church, and I'm, I, I'm not here two-thirds of the time because I'm over here doing a revival over there, what good am I doing this church? I'm not doing the church no good. I mean, I could... I, I, I could there, I mean, I, I could be going places and preaching. I don't, I, and and I, I, I just about I, I shut it down out of necessity because at one time we had more we had ministers in the church that could help me out, and I would go maybe once or twice a year to a particular place, uh, and uh, but uh, uh, that ain't happened a long time, and it's 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 not because that I can't or wouldn't be invited to go somewhere. But uh, I take seriously the call God's put on my life right here. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, God's got me here to take care of sheep. And I don't want to be out chasing the wind while a wolf comes in and steals the sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. So they're an evangelist for God's call. And the men I trained, and I did my best while... Some of the young men that's come up, that's come out out from under me, like Brother Joseph now and uh, Brother uh, uh, Paul Farley. And, uh, one of the one of the things I, I taught when you go somewhere to a church to preach, do not try to be the pastor. You're not the pastor. There's there's one kind of a message for an evangelist to preach, and then there's this other type of uh, message that the pastor should preach, and only the pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. And he did this for the perfecting of the saints. I, I got to bring this word out right here. This word perfecting has nothing to do with getting you to where you reach a place of total sinless perfection. Uh, that... It's not what it means. Um, 
That word right there, perfecting, when you look it up in the original, it means the equipping. Anybody here got a King, New King James Version? Read, read the New King James Version. Let Darlene uh, do it. She's back here tonight. You got New King James? Uh, get that scripture and read, uh, read it to us. Twelve, four, chapter four, verse twelve. I think. Okay, that that right there is all on the, for the equipping of the saints. You see, God puts you under a pastor and teacher to equip you, to give you the tools that you need to overcome. When you come out here tonight and you sit and you hear the Word of God expounded and these things, you, you may not realize it, but you're being equipped. Amen. You're getting things that you need that will help you in your Christian walk. Amen. So he, give, he gives us these ministries to equip the saints, to equip the church. To give us the knowledge, the wisdom. That's some of the tools that, uh, that we receive, knowledge and wisdom. Amen. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Then he said, till we all come in the unity of the faith. The unity of the faith. Amen. Amen. Uh, we need to strive for unity of the faith. Uh, we need to make sure, as Paul told the uh, uh, church in Corinthians, we should all speak the same thing. Amen. Uh, we, 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 should, we should have a unity about the faith of what we teach, that when newcomers come in, they don't hear one thing from this set of pews over here, and another thing from this set of pews over here. Because all that's going to do is confuse somebody. Amen. We need, amen, to walk in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, a complete man, a whole man, mature man. Hallelujah. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Um, let's see. I want to go to the very last one I read. And then. I'm talking about unity. Well, it's not. Don't want to change for me. Okay. From whom the whole body fitly joined 
together. Fitly joined together. Uh, now we're talking about the church here. We're talking about the body of Christ. He gives us the fivefold ministry to equip us so we can be fitly joined together, come, to, come together. Uh, kind of like, um, think about a tongue and groove uh, floor system. Think about that. I mean, this is how God wants us to be. He wants us to be locked together and compacted, compacted. Um, something that's compacted, amen, it's not, uh, it's not spread out here everywhere, but we're, 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 we're close together, we're compacted together. Uh, does the New King James use a different word for compacted right there, Kessie? What's it say? Okay, uh, read that again. Knit, knit together. Okay, it uses the word knit. Amen. Compact, knit, get close, uh, closed in. Uh, that's what. That's God's will for His church, for His body. We are not the way today. We call ourselves apostolics, you would say, because we follow the apostles' doctrine. But we're a long way from what the church was in the beginning. The church is not that unified today. We're not that compacted together. It's the same way with us that it is with most assembly. Most of every assembly, the only time you, you see members of, of your congregation, your brothers and sisters, is when you're at church on Sunday. You know, uh, and uh, we, we, and one thing is, well, because we're scattered out and we live different places and, and and all that that's got got a lot to do with it, but um, God wants us to be fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplies. Every joint supplies something. Everybody puts something in this. Amen. Everybody, brother Paul's important. There's no big eyes and little U's. Amen. Everybody is important according to the effectual working. In the measure of every part. Amen. Daryl over here is one part. Brother Douglas is another part. Brother Paul over here is another part. Effectual working in the measure of every part. We all got our work to do. Amen. In the body. And a lot of times, because some church people and saints get worked out, it's because a lot of times not everybody in the body is doing what their work is supposed to be. If I got a work to do in the church and I do it halfway, somebody's got to take up my slack. I preached a message a long time ago. I may, I may need to try to look those notes up and preach it again. But um, God gave me a message. I preached one time a, a message entitled, uh, Who's Taking Up Your Slack? 
Amen. If I've got a work to do, if I've been placed to do something, somebody's let me giving me my job description and say, well, you know, this right here is what the people who ordained this to do, this is what you, you got to do. If I don't do that, somebody else has got to do it. I'm putting, I'm putting extra labor on somebody else. Amen. We all got a part to play in the body of Christ. Okay. Anybody else got any comments or questions? I'm going to stop right there. Hallelujah. Anything that we said, strike anything for anybody. <coughs>